along to another panic attack with Big John. Can uh, check me out on, uh, of course, YouTube, uh, all the podcast <laughs> platforms uh, such as Anchor. Spotify. Uh, I think this ends up on Google Play also. And I will. Apple Store, something like that, whatever. Uh, it's the Panic Attack or Panic Attack with Big John. Know the Twitter at the real underscore Big John. And on Parlor or Parlay, however you pronounce it, it's the new, uh, it's the new Twitter that uh, doesn't censor people, however. Uh, on there, I'm at the real Big John. It's all one word on parlor. So, we ain't getting no college feet ball this fall. Uh, if you're a Big Ten fan or a Pac-12 fan, or if you're one of the two or three Yukon Husky fans. Um, I don't know what Notre Dame's doing because they don't have a conference. Uh, oh, the Mid-American Athletic Conference, they canceled their uh, college football schedule too. So, right now the Southeast Conference, which is you know Alabama, LSU, Georgia... All you know, the teams that are always in the top 10, um, along with Ohio State, Penn State, uh, and Wisconsin, uh, they, they still have a college football season. And supposedly, the Southeast Conference has issued uh, an invite to teams from other conferences. Uh, they're kind of homeless right now. Uh, that they could come play in the Southeast Conference for one year. I don't know what the NCAA thinks of that. Last I read, the NCAA was going forward with the college football playoff, which would be real interesting, considering the Pac-12 and the Big Ten are now not playing football. Uh, I don't know what the ACC has decided. Uh, first, I thought maybe a MAC team could slip into the playoff if the Pac-12 and the and and the Big Ten were out. But I guess the MAC's not playing football either. So uh, the real news of the day, aside from college football floundering now this fall, is. Um, Joe Biden has picked his running mate or someone in the Biden staff. Uh, a lot of interesting things came out of this. There's a photograph that went up of uh, Joe Biden uh, having a video conference with Kamala Harris, his VP. Uh, and in the photograph, there's 
like something that looks like a script in front of Joe Biden. And also he's holding his phone upside down, but there, there could be reasons for that. Uh, but I guess MSNBC already uh, photoshopped out the script. Now this is supposed to be you know, a casual, hey, congratulations, you're the VP pick. And he needs to have a script in front of him. Uh, that's not good. You know, we know he's had, he had a press, I don't know how you can call it a press conference. If he already knows the answers and, or he already knows the questions and the answers are scrolling on a teleprompter. It's certainly not how Trump does a press conference. But this was Kamala Harris on Joe Biden just a few months ago in the Democratic primary debates. And I will say also that, that in this campaign, we've also heard, and I'm going to now direct this at Vice President Biden. Um, I do not believe you are a racist. And I agree with you when you commit yourself to the importance of finding common ground. But I also believe, and it's personal, and I was actually very, it was hurtful, to hear you talk about the reputations of two United States senators who built their reputations and career on the segregation of race in this country. And it was not only that, but you also worked with them to oppose busing. And, you know, there was a little girl in California who was part of the second class to integrate her public schools. And she was bused to school every day. And that little girl was me. So I will tell you that on this subject, it cannot be an intellectual debate among Democrats. We have to take it seriously. We have to act swiftly. As Attorney General of California, I was very proud to put in place a, a requirement that all my special agents would wear body cameras and keep those cameras on. Senator Harris, thank you. Vice President Biden, you have been invoked. Are- okay, so Joe Biden and Kamala was against back in the 1970s. He was against. Uh, busing of minority students. Uh, he said that it would turn you have- public schools into a racial jungle, and he didn't want his kids going to school in a jungle. Uh, that makes him a racist. I, I mean, the, the definition of racism right now is very, very broad. If you say the wrong thing, say, for example, if you don't vote for, well, if you don't know who you're going to vote for between me and Trump, you're not black. Saying that, uh, you know, the uh, Spanish Latino community is more diverse than the black community. Um, in their opinions, I think every community is diverse in their opinions. I don't like to look at people on a, a skin color or racial 
level, but that's what the Democrats are dragging us down to and dragging people through. But um, Kamala Harris as a running mate. Now, we know Biden speaks so proudly of his 1994 crime bill that he and Bill Clinton put in place, which... Uh, has disproportionately put African Americans in jail for s pretty small crimes. 1994, you know, marijuana, weed was still considered a big deal in a lot of people's minds. I'm personally not a fan of it, but society uh, is looking less and less down on marijuana anymore um, but you know people caught with a dime bag of weed that's a ten dollar bag for those of you that don't know a, um, a bag of weed that has a ten dollar value may have been sentenced to a very long jail term under this crime bill because it included a thing called three strikes you're out uh, and it was meant to curb crime, but as we know, it's just it's caused more people to go to jail for small crimes. But anyways, so Kamala bragged about her record as the Attorney General of California and how she made all her all of her agents wear body cameras now body cams in a lot of people's minds are made to catch the police in the act of doing wrong uh, unfortunately now like let's say in the wake of George Floyd we've seen the police body cam footage newly released where they're all but kissing George Floyd's ass to get him into the police cruiser and he's refusing to go in for whatever reasons. We're seeing that the police are not, you know, being violent or abusive with the man like we were led to believe. Uh, now, the kneeling on his neck, not cool. Uh, final autopsy shows, you know, four times the amount of fentanyl it would take to kill a person. But anyway, I digress. We're not talking about George Floyd here. Body cameras were supposed to be so that the police could record everything that they're doing and saying during an arrest or an uh, encounter with the police and a civilian. A lot of people like Kamala Harris, though, think it's an opportunity to catch officers in the act of committing crimes. But here's Tulsi Gabbard laying into Kamala Harris for Kamala's record as attorney general and a prosecuting attorney. I have criticized Hillary Clinton as the, quote, personification of the rot that has sickened the Democratic Party. What is the rot you see in the Democratic Party? That our Democratic Party, unfortunately, is not the party that is of, by, and for the people. 
It's a par- it is a party that has been and continues to be influenced by the foreign policy establishment in Washington, represented by Hillary Clinton and others' foreign policy, by the military-industrial complex and other greedy corporate interests. I'm running for president to be the Democratic nominee that rebuilds our Democratic Party, takes it out of their hands, and truly puts it in the hands of the people of this country, a party that actually hears the voices of Americans who are struggling all across this country and puts it in the hands of veterans and fellow Americans who are calling for an end to this ongoing Bush-Clinton-Trump foreign policy doctrine of regime change wars, overthrowing dictators and other countries, needlessly sending my brothers and sisters in uniform into harm's way to fight in wars that actually undermine our national security and have cost us thousands of American lives. These are wars that have cost us as American taxpayers trillions of dollars since 9-11 alone, dollars that have come out of our pockets, out of our hospitals, out of our schools, out of our infrastructure needs. As president, I will end this foreign policy, end these regime change wars, work to end this new Cold War in arms race, and instead invest our hard-earned taxpayer dollars actually into serving the needs of the American people right here at home. Senator Harris, any response? Oh, sure. Um, I I think that um, it's unfortunate that we have someone on the stage who is attempting to be the Democratic nominee for President of the United States, who during the Obama administration spent four years full-time on Fox News criticizing President Obama, who has spent spent full-time criticizing people on this stage as affiliated with the Democratic Party. When Donald Trump was elected, not even sworn in, buddied up to Steve Bannon to get a meeting with Donald Trump in the Trump Tower, fails to call a war criminal by what he is as a war criminal, and then spends full time during the course of this campaign, again, criticizing the Democratic Party. What we need on the stage on, in November is someone who has the ability to win. And by that, we need someone on that stage who has the ability to go toe-to-toe with Donald Trump and someone who has the ability to rebuild the Obama coalition and bring the party and the nation together. I believe I am that candidate. Thank you, Senator. Uh, Congresswoman Gabbard, I'll give you a chance to respond. What Senator Harris is doing is unfortunately continuing to traffic in lies and smears and innuendos because she cannot challenge the substance of the argument that I'm making, the leadership and the change that I'm seeking to bring in our foreign policy, which only makes me guess that she will, as president, continue the status quo, continue the Bush-Clinton-Trump foreign policy of regime change wars, which is... is All right, I want to pause Tulsi there. Trump has not had any regime change wars. He's actually taking our troops out of the Middle East uh, and getting away from being involved in other countries' uh, squabbles and civil wars. Deeply destructive. This is personal to me because I served 
in Iraq. I left my seat in the state legislature in Hawaii, volunteered to deploy to Iraq, where I served in a medical unit where every single day I saw the terribly high human cost of war. I take very seriously the responsibility that the president has to serve as commander-in-chief, to lead our armed forces, and to make sure always, no, I'm not going to put party interests first. I will put the Thank interests you. of the American Thank you, people Congresswoman. I want to I want to briefly give Senator Harris a final second to respond. I believe that uh, what our nation needs right now is a nominee who can speak to all people. I spent my entire career standing mostly in a courtroom speaking five words, Kamala Harris for the people. And it was about all the people, regardless of their race, regardless of their gender, regardless of where they live geographically, regardless of the party with which they're registered to vote or the language their grandmother speaks. We need someone on this debate stage in November who has the ability to unify the country and to win the election. And I believe, again, I am that candidate. Thank you for watching this video from NBC4 New York. You can subscribe by tapping the... The thing I was going for. Wait a second here. Senator Harris, you have also been quite critical of Vice President Vice President Biden's policies um, on race, specifically on the issue of busing in the 1970s, having benefited from busing uh, when you were uh, a young child. Vice President Biden says that your current position on busing. You're opposed to federally mandated busing. That that position is the same as his position. Is he right? That is simply false. And let's be very clear about this. When Vice President Biden was in the United States Senate, Vice President Biden, I want to second only to the. But she put over 1,500 people in. Them jobs and counseling. You, I did the work as attorney general of putting body you, cameras on special agents in, in the state of California, Ga I, and I'm I wanna, proud of that work. I want to bring in Congresswoman Gabbard. Congresswoman Gabbard, you took issue with Senator Harris confronting Vice President Biden at the last debate. You called it a, quote, false accusation that Joe Biden is a racist. What's your response? I want to bring the conversation back to the broken criminal justice system that is disproportionately negatively impacting black and brown people all across this country today. Senator Harris says she's proud of her record as a prosecutor and that she'll be a prosecutor president, but I'm deeply concerned about this record. There are too many examples to cite, but she put over 1,500 people in jail for marijuana violations and then laughed about it when she was asked if she ever smoked marijuana. She blocked evidence. She blocked evidence that would have freed an innocent man from death row until the courts forced her to do so. She kept people in prison beyond their sentences to use them as cheap labor for the state of California. And she fought to keep cash you, bail system in place that impacts poor people in the worst kind of way. Thank you, Congresswoman. Uh, Senator Harris, your response. Okay. So that was Tulsi Gabbard, the clip I wanted to play on. The other clip was useful, too, but. That's her speaking out on Tulsi speaking out against uh, Senator Kamala Harris's record uh, as an attorney general and as a prosecutor. So really what Kamala Harris did in those seats was put people in jail. 
That was her job. She put people away for minor uh, marijuana violations. Yet you walk down the streets of San Francisco and you can see heroin needles, piles of human feces. This is where Kamala Harris lives and is supposed to represent. So do we want that all over the United States? You know, needle ex clean needle exchange programs instead of getting people off of heroin and onto a good life. Furthermore, do we uh, want people in the in the White House that are going to be prosecute quote prosecutor presidents? Uh, CNN. Someone's been passing around a screenshot of an article they posted that said that, you know, Kamala Harris is ready to lead America when Joe Biden steps down in January 2021. So, could this be a... a temporary presidency okay let's prop Joe Biden up as best we can through November hope we win and then go on to uh, his resignation and then the subsequent taking over of the office by Kamala Harris this was a screen from a screenshot that's going around uh, that looks legitimate uh, from a CNN article uh, where it says, you know, Kamala Harris ready to is ready to step into the presidency in January 2020 when when Joe Biden resigns. Another thing about this prison reform that's been going around, the Democrats have talked about it. Donald Trump actually did something about it has gotten nonviolent criminals out of jail who were given uh, an extended sentence because they were victims of the time. Times when, you know, smaller crimes were looked at as a big crime. Things like, you know, ha getting caught with a joint or a bag of weed. Um, you know, people that were just sentenced by maybe a racist judge. He's gotten a lot of African American people out of jail. He did prison reform. Other presidents uh, and Congress people have talked about it. They complain, you know, that there are too many African Americans in prisons. But Donald Trump actually did something about it. It's called the First Step Act. And you can Google it and look it up. Kamala Harris talks about, you know, fair education for, you know, minorities and the busing thing. Well, Donald Trump didn't do busing. What he did was opportunity scholarships. So a student who is excelling in a maybe not so good public school can then get an opportunity scholarship to go to a charter school and get a better education. Uh, 
also with the help of Sanders, Cory Booker, and Tim Scott, uh, they created Opportunity Zones. Donald Trump helped, helped them. He signed it into law. He worked with the senators and got it through Congress. This gave tax breaks to businesses that will go into low-income, predominantly minority communities and help create jobs and opportunities. So uh, for all these people to you know, be on the attack of Donald Trump, calling him racist, yeah, there was a time in the 70s when, you know, Donald Trump didn't have minorities in his buildings, his properties, whatever you want to call them, his, his uh, apartment buildings. It was not good. It was a sign of the times. And thank goodness those times are over. But he helped Jesse Jackson get black people into positions on Wall Street. He helped Al Sharpton with whatever the hell Al Sharpton was doing at the time, lining his pockets with some charitable. But anyways, Trump did a lot for black people and minorities and so on and so forth. More than Biden and even more than Kamala Harris. So, uh, they're going to try to play the race card when she debates Mike Pence. She's going to play the race card with him because there's, let's face it, Mike Pence is about the whitest guy you can put on a stage next to um, a 25% black woman. Um, for those of you that don't know, I mean, there were a friend of mine, he used to get it from both sides because his mom was white and his dad was black. So he got prejudice from the black kids that were pure African, they said. And he got prejudice from the crackers who, you know, because his dad was black and Aaron was brown. But, you know, Kamala's dad is half white and it, her mom is Indian. You know, dots, not feathers, as they would say in Goodwill Hunting. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that, but it's funny how, you know, African Americans will attack one another for not being black enough. But like Trevor Noah said, once you become famous and you're half black, half white, right down the middle, like Barack Obama, suddenly you're the black president. So uh, you got to look up Trevor Noah's comedy routine on that. It's a lot funnier than the way I said it. Um, Thank you.